Well, good Monday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice, right now in the one year Bible, we're in that large section uh, called the prophets, mm -hmm. you know. And so much of this section is about God warning his people to turn from sin. And in the earlier prophets, it was if they would turn from sin, they would not go into captivity. And now when we're in the book of Ezekiel, we're kind of in that gray area where some of God's people have already gone into captivity and a few are still in Judah. But Ezekiel is, he's making the clear point that so much of the trouble with what happened in both Israel and Judah happened because the preachers of that day would not preach the truth. I mean, the people were doing all kinds of awful things, but over and over and over in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, minor prophets, we hear God say, if only the preachers would preach the truth yes. instead of inventing things. Yes, and so um, in Ezekiel chapter 13, there's a really, I mean, there's a lot in Ezekiel about the false prophets is what you'll see mostly. But um, one thing that just really arrested my thinking was the thinking of the false prophets. So, I mean, obviously from our perspective, we know the truth yeah. and, uh, and there, God did have his prophets there teaching the truth. But there were these false prophets. But you know, trying to get into the head of the false prophets is really a strange thing. Well, I, the reason why I think it's really important for us to talk about this is we see very parallel times in our own yes. days here in the United States with preachers that just want to preach things that are popular, preach okay. things that will, you know. And things of their own invention. Uh, yeah, Which, right. So in Ezekiel chapter 13, and I'm just jumping in in verse 6, but I hope you'll get your Bible and do some reading uh, for yourself. And by the way, thank you for those of you who've reached out and talked to us about, we, we love that you've taken this challenge to get your Bible. Yeah. It's so exciting to hear that you're doing that. But in, in Ezekiel chapter 13, I'm jumping in in verse 6. And this is a, in reference to the false prophets. Um, so God is saying, instead, they have told lies and made false predictions. They say, this message is from the Lord, even though the Lord never sent them. Here it is. This is so fun. Not funny in a ha-ha way, but hard to, to understand the logic of it. And yet, they expect Him, God, to fulfill their prophecies. It, it, can your visions be anything but false if you claim this message is from the Lord when I've not even spoken to you? So this is what's bizarre to me, this backward thinking. Because they invent, and if you read earlier in the chapter, from their own imagination, they invent, invent these prophecies that they say were from the Lord, but of course they weren't from the Lord. But then what they expect is for God to somehow make their predictions come true. Like it's God's obligated to do well, that. Well, this would sound so crazy that we might have a hard time believing it if we didn't see the precise, exact yes. same thing happening in our world. I mean, you know, just think about prosperity theology, mm -hmm. the idea that you can declare something and right. God will do it. It's exactly what these guys were doing back in Ezekiel's time. And, and you know, these guys get quite popular. They're on of course, Christian yeah. television. And, and it's sort of like, well, if you declare this, it will happen. Well, it, like you just read, Ezekiel said, or God was telling Ezekiel that these prophets would make up their own prophecies and then expect God to fulfill and, and them. Claiming that God was the one who get, who spoke to them and, and God said, I didn't speak to you. Yeah. You just came up with this out of your own imagination. So here's my here's my challenge, and I know you have something to add to this, but this is this is my challenge to us. Because the way we can safeguard against anyone who would teach us something that's false on behalf of God 
is for us to go directly to God's word ourselves mm-hmm. and not just rely on somebody else to tell us what God said. Yeah, I, I think so. And I would add one more thing to that because even though the, the, the preachers of that day were responsible for it, as you pointed out earlier, there were true prophets who were yes. preaching the word of God. Yes. So if we want to safeguard ourselves in these last days, the first thing we might want to do is not just want to hear what we want to hear. Right. Because that's what, there, there was this nexus, there was this cooperation between the false prophets and the people. The false prophets prophesied what people wanted, wanted to, to hear, hear. Yes. and the people listened to them because they were saying what they wanted to hear, and none of it was true. And, and you know, it's really important for all of us to go to the Word of God, not to be a judge of what the Bible says, but to let the Bible be the judge of our lives. Yes. There are a lot of people today in a lot of American churches that will listen to the Word of God and as long as it agrees with them, mm-hmm. they're okay with it. But if it disagrees with them, then they'll say, well, I don't like what that preacher said. It's so interesting because it'll always drop to what the preacher said when it's clearly in the mm-hmm. Word what of God. God said. Yeah. And, and that is the measure. If, if the preacher is saying what God has said, in which we can verify, it's such a privilege in this day and age to have the Bible that available to us in our own understandable language so that we can look and see if what we're being taught is the truth. I think that's important. Well, I sure agree with that. I, I, I could just say for myself, I think a lot about what the Bible says in Jeremiah 23, 22, and, and it's on the same subject. But God talking about these false prophets, he said this, if they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. And I think about this verse all the time because God was saying, if those preachers would just stand before me and listen to me, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure, you know, when I'm preaching that I do that. I mean, you know, this yes. message from this last weekend, I had several other messages that would have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't necessarily, you know, it was, the series was called Sermons I've Always Wanted to Preach. This one you're nearly qualified. Well, you got pretty close, but I mean, I just know this. I know that I was in the Lord's presence, and the Lord would not well, let here's me the move thing off I know. of this one. You want to preach every sermon that God gives you, and God gave you this sermon. Yeah, so, absolutely. There you go. Well, I always feel like if that's the case, I'm I'm safeguarding my own soul, and yes. then also too, hopefully. You know, I'm creating a, a, you'll hear a lot about safe environments today. Mm-hmm. The church needs to be a safe environment where the word of God is spoken and people hear the word of God. Yes, we need, we need that truth. So I hope that helps you today in interpreting uh, what, what messages come at us because there are so many. And you know, in this time, and for these people in this place at that time, the, the loudest voices and the most of the voices were the wrong voices. Mm-hmm. And so God's true message and God's true messengers were outnumbered, but they were there. God sent yeah, them, there. and God sent them. And so, <laughs> but they're always outnumbered, though. That's right. They? <laughs> they are outnumbered. But yeah. that's our challenge to make sure that we're listening and following the truth. So um, I hope that encourages you today. As you start the week, um, let's let's be challenged to make sure that we're following the truth and not have the backward thinking that these false prophets have. That's great. Marilis, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you are our God and that you are faithful and that you take such good care of us and that you are there um, to hear us when we cry out to you. But most of all, we're thankful that you provided truth to us that we can examine and know for certain that we can have sure footing on your truth and uh, to know you and to know uh, what our eternal destiny is because of what Jesus has done for us. And help us, Father, as we dig into your word to read it correctly and to understand and to grow in our relationship with you. 
I pray for our Noah's Window family, each individual, each family. As they uh, start this new week, I just pray that you guide their steps, guide their uh, situations, Father. Provide for them as you see fit for uh, your glory and honor. And we're going to thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back on Tuesday. Yes, we'll see you soon. God bless.